0: everybody Hey everyone. This is zach and this is Stuart making mouth noises. Mouth well, noises. I mean the
1: microphone. <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm always <laughs> making mouth noises. That's how I talk. <laughs>
1: yeah, so um uh this uh evening we have a uh book club episode. This is actually our 19th book club episode Ooh. and our 126th overall.
0: Wow. So the book club's um, almost legal to drink.
1: Exactly, two more books and and the book club can drink.
0: We should do like a a uh, well not a drunken book. Well, maybe a drunken book club. I yeah, know. sure, we can or... drink a lot
1: and then 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 read uh Or, or talk what about what is the a, 21st thing? Uh... Oh, I'll I'll text you what it is. That that yeah. might actually make it funnier.
2: <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: but tonight, mm-hmm. uh, the the topic is Stuart's Choice. It's mm-hmm. uh, John John Green's uh, 2017 novel, uh, Turtles All the Way Down.
0: Yeah, I've actually... So this was my first John Green book that I had ever read before. Oh, and, okay. Um, yeah. And from this book, I ended up branching out and reading a couple of his other books, like Paper Towns and um, Faults in Our Stars. Oh, okay yeah and um have you is this the first john green book yeah read? this is
1: the first one i had no idea who he was until i was doing some um research oh, okay um, on him and his brother okay. um but yeah no i had never heard of it before um mm-hmm. and and uh you know I, I it's funny i don't know how much i have to say about it because i like it like mm-hmm. i don't really have any criticisms of it <laughs> it's, yeah it's what we together
0: uh, yeah, and um, it's interesting because at the so it, it's a young adult. Well, it's it's in the young adult section. Uh, yeah, so and I mean
2: that's, that's take that as
0: what it's worth because you know like Harry Potter's in the young adult section and everything yeah. along those lines. So you know take that for I guess what it's worth. But I do think um, it's it's a book for all ages at least that's how it it uh impressed me and it's interesting because i guess it's it's more of a a book where it's supposed to spark conversation because it's a well at least my copy i'm not sure if your copy had it uh zach but my copy had a part at the end where it actually kind of discussed some questions and I would actually, wouldn't mind, like, just kind of pulling it out and maybe having some discussions around those questions at the end.
1: Sure. Yeah, we can definitely do that. Um, Mm -hmm. Because, yeah, like, mine doesn't have that. I just have the paperback version Mm -hmm. of it. Um, It's, uh, let's see, it is not within reach, and I don't see it. So I think I moved it when I was reorganizing my bookshelves. (laughs) Um yeah, but, I'm but actually
0: yeah. taking a look for for my copy at the moment. Oh,
1: okay. Yeah. No yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. The um yeah, so some of the backstory of the book, like you were saying, um, you know, this is this follow up to uh The Fault in Our Stars, which mm-hmm. I know I didn't know it was based on a book. I knew that there was a movie adaptation that's I've actually movie.
0: never seen the uh, movie adaptation adaptation apparently
1: it's it's like super depressing (laughs) yeah yeah i mean
0: the book is is about you know like um cancer in young uh, adults and yeah it's it's heavy it's heavy subjects like john green ends up writing um i guess a lot about like those kind of heavier subjects so
1: yeah yeah, well, and and um, it's funny, this one, reading the back of it, it struck me as a mystery, and it's kind of a mystery. Yeah, but... there's,
0: there's a mystery element to it.
1: Yeah, but I wouldn't... Um, I wouldn't classify like, it. Like, it seems like the, the copy text leaned really hard into, like... Oh, really? Like, noir mystery for me. Um, it's it's kind of multi-genre, it's... Um, kind of a coming in of age novel mm-hmm. kind of uh what's what's apparently uh in lit called realistic fiction um i mean i i feel like it's obviously intended as a uh like a mainstream like ya book mm-hmm. kind of like a like a hatchet or a hunger games even though it's not science fiction or or uh you know quite as low level low reading level as hatchet yeah um, like i feel like by young adult what they mean is like i felt like this was aimed at someone in late high school like maybe college or out of college too um which to me is actually much older than i i would normally think ya because when i think ya i think like you know hatchet or the giver or stuff like
0: that yeah yeah Hmm.
1: Um, but yeah, this this was actually announced at uh, VidCon 2017 as a follow up to his novel. Um, he and his brother started VidCon, and I don't know if you know anything about it, but it's a um, it, yeah, it's a it's a multi genre video tech conference. Um, hmm. It actually got bought and uh, is now organized by Viacom in uh, 2018. Interesting. Uh, it's it's basically where. Uh, influencers and social media darlings gather mm-hmm. um, like those are the guests like it's it's focused on like youtube tiktok instagram influencers stuff like that mm-hmm. um attendance in 2010 and 2011 in total was about 2500 people uh, oh, wow. 2012 onward they had to move to the anaheim convention center you know where comic-con happens um yeah. because they get uh, Thirty thousand plus attendees. So, oh like, wow! Yeah, I I didn't know a whole lot about him, um, before reading this. I like, and and I know this is kind of a diversion. Uh, we'll get oh, back no, to that. No, that's
0: fine. In a second.
1: Um, <laughs> but one of the things that kind of not not troubled me reading it, but um,
2: Trou- huh. this is
1: interesting. Well, so, so he and he and his brother Hank have this huge following online um, yeah well i know that
0: hank more than green
1: well like i mean he they're both um
0: content creators
1: content creators on it yeah uh have a a thing called vlog brothers and Mm -hmm. it's it's uh educational um there's kind of a charity bent to a lot of it like they have a thing called the project for awesome where they raise money and they, they give it to a good cause cool um so there's a lot of good done in the world from mm-hmm. from what i was able to gather in my my brief like research like i didn't do any like journalistic digging or anything <laughs> but but like from a surface level it looks like they actually do a lot of good in the world yeah um i used the word concerning um because it kind of seems like a cult um <laughs> really <laughs> yeah so there's this thing um the the uh i i didn't look into the origins of it but um the the like hardcore fans are called the nerd um,
2: and
1: so they have a bunch of like in-joke symbols and like terminology for for things within their community Mm -hmm. that obviously happens with some communities but that also happens with cults to isolate people (laughs) um and 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 i use that like I guess that bend to the language is kind of troubling because like I was looking and they were able to apparently force the, his publisher to release Fault in our stars five months before it was supposed to be released. Okay. Um, and then they, they, they also, there's a lot of evidence that they dramatically increase the online views of videos of of things. Um, which, you know, when it's tied to revenue, it's kind of like, it seems kind of shady. Um, yeah
2: and but normally
1: I- well, and it's funny when i was reading all this i was like normally you would think that happens to uh or with content creators when their fan base is mainly male but mm-hmm. i was looking and uh they they do kind of an internal census basically yeah. uh and they, they make those results public what, so why, do like, um, why do you think it's gender
0: base like why do you think it would because, be mainly just males who...
1: Uh because guys tend to like when they're in fan bases. Like, if you look at, if you look at like Star Wars and Star Trek and like, all those things, D and D, like the most toxic members usually are male. <laughs> yeah. Um that that's just what what I um, have observed. Um, I I don't know if you've seen anything. I mean, contra to that. So like, I, my I, assumption is that like, if there's, and it's not toxic. It's just it's things like forcing your your uh, the publisher to put the book out early and like artificially inflating views of videos and things like that. Like that just seems like a very um bad behavior that guys do online or tend to. Um, I don't. I feel like you're kind of generalizing a little bit
0: but it's just kind of
1: well i mean like if you look at it the the star wars for example like a lot of the problems that people had quote unquote you know um that i don't agree with are you know these women are getting too many special things in this movie that i like so um, I, I guess maybe like that's just a false connection that I'm having, but like I, I feel like guys get away with a whole lot worse bad shit online. <laughs> um,
0: yeah, I mean, just like
1: in terms of bad behavior, um, mm-hmm.
0: I I don't know if it's like particularly, and you know, this is just I guess personal opinion and everything along those lines, um, but you know, it's. It's interesting that, you know, you use like the word like cult and, you know, kind of that language, uh, with how you're describing this fan base. Cause you know, with the research that I was doing, I didn't really like, I don't know, get that impression or anything along those lines, not like in a particular way of like, you know, um. Because it's it's kind of hard for me to, I guess, see that line between just intense fandom and I guess what you would consider like a cult in yeah. in, in any sort of. Um,
1: oh, way. and and just to, to clarify, like I'm I'm not actually saying they're a cult. I'm saying that there there are some elements that they do of like the the the. Um internalized symbols and different terminology um as a way of like separating yourself from everyone else um like but i mean like everything everybody
0: has that like that's not like i guess that's yeah like if you to consider that like part of the cult, but like or occult not the occult but um <laughs> but yeah i mean two, you know you things. you see that oh. like all sorts of different things like i mean yeah. yeah star wars but like wheel of time with harry potter sure, with sure. all of these other things like you know with harry potter and you I see people with like the tattoo of like you know
1: a horse oh yeah the uh
0: or something uh, the, the, along the
1: hallows lines. and stuff yeah
0: yeah or something along those lines and i wouldn't really consider that a cool i would just consider that just a a really good fan base and everything along sure. those lines so i i, I don't know well, i'm just I'm, me- I'm i'm Kind of, I just disagreeing with you on this. Um,
1: sure, sure. Well, and and um, and,
0: which is fine. I mean, we don't always have to agree yeah,
1: on exactly. everything. Well, and and yeah, I, I think that that's the first thing that I went to because when I was doing a lot of research, um, I was ah, what is the name of the podcast? I forget what it is, but it's basically. Uh, they they were doing like a like a mini series on um, like QAnon and stuff like that and it's like oh that's that's interesting that's an interesting tactic that's happening there that's oh that's weird that's that's troubling because I'm seeing the similarity over here
2: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: um, so I just think like it's a lot of it has to do with how people um, insulate once they're in communities
0: um yeah but but yeah
1: the thing that the thing that concerned me was just you know when your fans are able to force something to come out early from your publishers and then uh but it depends on i guess stuff is is kind of like eh, i don't know that seems kind of questionable there to me um yeah. Again, I didn't mean to. Just, to a side rail. No, no, no that's <laughs> fine. This
0: is this is a. I mean, this is an interesting discussion because I feel like we agree on a lot of points, but like, yeah. uh, I will say that I kind of disagree with you on this this point sure. where I yeah. don't see like this kind of fan base as like a rabid i guess cult or you know like I, I see it as as strong as like some of these other um fan base like like here's a question would you consider the my Little pony um when it was what season was it the the most recent season would you
1: consider that a cult sort of thing what was what was the most recent season
0: uh, the um friendship is magic i believe
1: but but i mean what what about that season would would be it would make it cold like
0: like just how the fans were reacting or th- how the fans like you know uh behaved themselves like with like um s- symbols or with like inside jokes and things along those lines
1: so they don't like the, the, if you're talking about like the, the Brainy community, they don't mm-hmm. do the, um, the like isolating language.
0: Really? A, a, because I felt like they do have a lot of like language that's, you know, um, I guess kind of exclusive to their community personally. Like, um, just like, uh, uh, you're going to make me think, um, <laughs> mm, come back to me on that one. Um, okay, because again, yeah. like I'm not a hundred percent, like I, I watched my little honey, um, back, back in the day. Yeah. Uh, but I did kind of like fall out of the season and everything along those lines, sure. but it definitely like, you know, they had their own like convention and everything. And
1: which I honestly wanted to go to. It seemed interesting.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it did. But, you know, it was, you know, they had a lot of, um, uh, they had like a, a bunch of different language they, it, with, with the terminology, like, uh, with the, um, with the bronies like that's uh their own like unique terminology and uh pegasisters and um you know there was other language i would have to look up
1: like yeah well so so i and and i guess to to further clarify i i guess maybe cult was the wrong word um Cause, well, I mean, because, yeah, like, Colts do that, but like you said, lots of people do that. I guess yeah, what, what, was, what was concerning to me was, uh, given, given the saturation, I guess, of, of the fan base, um, there are some things that are troubling in terms of, like, uh, like toxic community stuff. So, like, to use your example of, of the Bernie fan base...
2: Mm -hmm.
1: I wouldn't, I mean, I'm I'm sure that there are pockets here and there of of that are not great, but like, that's not the image that comes to mind when I think of it. Whereas like Rick and Morty, I like the show, but I don't like other people that necessarily like the show because the first thing that comes to my head is someone pitching a fit in a McDonald's um, and people harassing the female writers of that show um, and trying to get them fired and things like that like the 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 potential for harm i guess is is the uh the concerning and and like that's not to say that the greens are doing this or directing any of this mm-hmm. like by, it's like that that's not what i'm saying no i you.
0: i don't think um i don't think you're trying to imply that in any particular way yeah
1: It was just Uh, one of the things that popped up when I was looking, but, but, uh, to go back to the, the consensus or the, not the consensus, the census that, that they did of their, their internal respondents, um, they had a hundred thousand people actually respond and I don't know how in depth it is, but like the numbers that they shared is that, and this is why I was talking about primarily males being very, very toxic, um. In a in a fan base, uh, is Whoa. that seventy two percent of the fan base is actually female? Eighty five percent are white, and then it's between thirteen and thirty of, of and that's of the respondents.
0: Well, then, um, like going back to like, isn't bronies like? Aren't they majority of male? So, would they be a toxic community in this like?
1: Well, I'm not saying just theory? because they're they're male, they are the the trend is that if someone is being uh toxic or exclusive or kind of divisionary. Mm-hmm. um like my immediate assumption without seeing the person who's doing it or like just reading their avatar name or whatever it's like I bet that's a guy hmm. <laughs> and maybe that's just an internal bias just because um yeah like it it seems to me like the worst offenders usually are are dudes because they're they just tend to be (laughs) Um,
0: yeah i mean you know there probably are stats out there about you know like yeah males may or people who identify as males are yeah um more i guess aggressive or toxic um but it's I don't know. Again, it's it's interesting that we come to this like assumption that like you're surprised that this a group of people or females and or I guess a aggra- not aggressive, but I guess to- toxic is or like a cult, like they're exclusive because they pushed out a, a book early
1: uh well the the way in which they did that is is more the concern just by okay. swamping and swarming the publisher and like constantly contacting their offices and demanding that something be put out it's like i don't know like that's not the best behavior but you know i mean it doesn't hurt anyone in the long run like they weren't like trying yeah. to get people fired they weren't trying to um you they know, weren't do, standing do, up
0: on like a counter at McDonald's. You yeah, know, they weren't. Yeah, tossed.
1: yeah, exactly. Like yeah. they they weren't doing things like that. It's just it's. Um, but it's. I don't know. I get I get suspicious whenever I see things where it's like, wow, you didn't comment on your fan base forcing something to come out early or like wildly increasing your your online views for revenue stuff like online like. Like it's it's behavior like that that makes me kind of look at it a little bit um, questioning their motives. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, questioning the motives. But but like I said,
0: so there's
1: no indication that, to me at least, that like the Greens are personally doing this. Like they they do have charities set up. They do look like they do a lot of good in the world. Yeah, it just it was just it was just a thing that that I came across of of reading the story the story but it's a
0: thing that you came across that you decided that you wanted to bring up and talk about sure yeah yeah
1: because i mean it stood out because like i can't think of um
0: do you think i can't think of oh sorry
1: well i i can't think of any other um like author that has such a huge huge uh level of of, uh, fan push to like get a publisher to put something out earlier you know like neil gaiman has some pretty like rabid fans Mm -hmm. um but like i'm not aware of anyone like forcing dc or um vertigo people out do what
0: uh nothing I am I'm, I'm interested now. I'm looking this up seeing if there's any Yeah,
1: cuz like I want to see if I would be curious face. to see if if he um has that same level of uh fan behavior, I guess. Mm,
0: yeah. Um
1: yeah, I, I just Cuz that that was really the only reason I brought it up. Like I wasn't bringing it up to be like
2: no, well, I mean, guys,
1: it was it was just like, wow, that's that's kind of extreme. Like, that's something you don't really see with authors.
0: Yeah, and I, I don't. Yeah. Um, it's just it's interesting. Like, did this affect? I guess your initial
1: read. Oh no, because I fa- I read this after after I read the book. Like, I didn't know any of this after or before I read. <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, I'm just
0: I'm just trying to get into. I guess your mindset of, of exactly, um, yeah, just where you're coming from and everything like that. Because again, like I want to like, you know, just sort of see your perspective just because I feel like our perspectives don't match a hundred percent. Sure. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, and, and, Yeah, like I said, I I think maybe cult was too strong a word. I think that part was influenced by what I was also looking into at the same time. Yeah, Um, but
0: like on, I guess, fandoms, like, you know, this is one of the more, like, if you would rank particular fandoms and like their ravidness, would you consider
1: these people like up there? What, um, what, what did they call themselves again? I'm sorry. The Nerdfighteria. Okay. And I think uh, I didn't write down where that comes from. Um, the Nerdfighteria.
0: I'm sorry. I didn't um, mean to like get us. No, no, like no. This. Well,
1: I didn't mean to side <laughs> grail because we've been talking about cults and stuff for 30 minutes instead of the,
0: <laughs> of the actual book and everything. Yeah, I know. I, I And yeah. I, I don't want to like eat up too much of our time or anything like that but i am i am curious about like your thought process and everything this is um and again we can
1: well because if you want to we
0: can um you know bar this conversation unless you want to continue
1: yeah i mean we can um yeah I, i mean i guess it boils down to like honestly like that was probably a poor choice of words in describing it but um yeah just just the behavior and i don't know if maybe because it's a more online audience and a more young audience because like i I don't think neil gaiman's fans are like primarily young and and predominantly online Mm -hmm. whereas like a lot of his fans also come from them doing like vidcon which is like extremely online <laughs> you mm-hmm. know um and so i i think that that ha- gives the fan base a tendency to be a little bit more rabid and forceful and uh,
0: because it's online
1: exclamatory well yeah because i mean like think of how people communicate on like you know twitter whatever like The the level of communication and uh, wants are communicated at a a much higher volume with things online, Hmm. if that makes sense.
0: (laughs) Um, Hmm. It's interesting because, like, you know, going to conventions this year exclusively online, it's... I, I don't find, you know fans i guess more rabid than usual um because i know you know if you do have a con online there is that kind of like anonymity where like you know you're a username not an actual person in the con room and everything along those lines
1: oh well this this convention is in person it's just it's the people who were like panelists there are are personalities from um
0: so it's like youtube and uh, social media youtube's um and twitch uh con and everything like that
1: uh yeah actually i think that yeah it's kind of like twitch con but it's it's longer i read a number i i want to say that the last time they had it there was a huge shift in where the people were coming from. Um, Cause they also put on international conventions as well. They have VidCon London, Australia, Asia, Abu Dhabi, and Mexico.
2: Hmm.
1: Um, let's
0: yeah. See. Because I mean, a lot of those conventions, you know, um, I don't know personally about some of the other ones, but I do know a little bit about like TwitchCon and stuff like that. And, you know, it's, it's fairly tame, even though it's kind of like in the same vein, where it's yeah. just online personalities
1: gathering at a. Uh... Yeah, well, I mean, in Tw- TwitchCon though, has less than thirty thousand people coming, out, mm-hmm. according to, to Wikipedia. Whereas in twenty nineteen, VidCon had seventy five thousand just at one, like
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> just just the 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 level of of. Um... And you know, this is also probably a sign of me being old and crotchety, and being like, "You got a bunch of young fans, and they're just really loud." <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah,
0: it's just I just it's an interesting um, view, to say the least. But yeah, we should probably jump back to jump back
2: into the actual, the book. Book. So, yeah,
0: um, and like discuss the book. <laughs>
1: So, uh the the book itself is uh about a um local billionaire that disappears uh, uh, during a fraud investigation and there's a mm-hmm. $100,000 bounty put on finding him right um
2: well now, i mean they're...
1: i think
0: it would start more with the main character um as
1: well i mean that's the the motivation for for this being a mystery basically um as as i saw it at Mm -hmm. least um but yeah did you want to talk about the characters then Um,
0: no oh i mean again like um with uh with this book i felt it was more of a focused on on this particular character this girl um and like her interactions one with like her mother, and with her friend, and with yeah. the, the I guess, both the older son and the younger son of the billionaire who disappeared, but it doesn't it more open like on her like
1: yes it does it does open on her um sure. so so Aza did you say Aza in your head while reading or Aza? yeah A- Aza Aza Aza, Aza? Or Aza? yeah. Okay, so yeah, I said Aza. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, Aza Holmes um, and her friend uh, is Daisy. Which mm-hmm. Daisy, like, it's not really a deuteragonist type thing. She's just more the protagonist friend. Yeah, um, with the protagonist being Aza. Um, yeah,
0: it's it's definitely a different like dichotomy between the two because they are quite different in a way, but their differences kind of make the other stand out a little bit more
1: yeah well so so one of the things that that i found interesting um and, and maybe um you you feel differently but but the uh, the two of them with this me going into this thinking it's a mystery um i kind of place them as two different types of detectives from genre fiction so like Aza obviously would be your Sherlock type detective. Uh, She's she's very introspective, um, kind of self centered. Um, She's more more like the the quote unquote damage for her is um, internal mainly for her. Um, Whereas her friend Daisy, I got more of a vibe of a like a like a private detective from like a noir novel.
2: Um, she's yeah. more I,
1: extroverted she tends to carry conversations she talks too much. Um, her, her all I of think her, this like, is damage quote unquote
0: kind of where we um, diverge because this doesn't really feel like a a mystery to me. This is more focused on like you know um, a perspective of somebody who has not a mental illness but has um, a mental, I guess, uh, disability with Aza sort of managing her, uh, can, uh, compulsive, like, um, uh, Would you
1: call it a disability dis- or an illness?
0: Um, I, I don't know what the proper, proper way of calling it would be. What, what do you think it would be?
1: Uh, let me see. So it's just, it's severe OCD and anxiety. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I would say, I mean, obviously, I'm not a doctor. Um,
0: and Yeah, I, I'm not a, a doctor yeah. at all, either.
1: Um, I would say the fact that in the book, she... Oh, I guess this is a good place to put up that spoiler wall, because we're obviously going to start talking about the book. <laughs> um, yeah. She, she actually... Like, Spends in the book spends several weeks in the hospital because she had an anxiety attack and then passed out because she drank like a lot of hand sanitizer. Um,
0: yeah, and she has this anxiety attack after getting like, in, in a car accident because she has a uh, a um well an argument with her her friend right. who her friend can't really understand like why she can't be normal like their big discussion like her friend keeps on yelling at her like why can't you think normally why can't you function normally and you know well, i'm sure what anybody yeah. who you know is in that sort of situation knows that like it's not like a switch that you can flick on and off it's not like something yeah, exactly. that you can like really control at all so it's it's interesting because like when you're saying that's more of a mystery, I think the mystery is more of just a vehicle to emphasize this I kind mean, it's, of... I
1: it's mean, it's an excuse to have all of the characters interact. Like, that's that's the the driving
0: yeah, reason because, for them to interact. Because she has this, like, um, not obsession, but she becomes very infatuated with the older brother and everything along those lines. Yeah. Um, and it's just, like, her kind of, like, from reading the book, it was really interesting because you do get a, an interesting, like, insight into somebody with this disorder. And in the end of the book, Green actually talks about how he has this disorder, that he kind of wanted to write this as a vehicle for, one, self-reflection on his, um, his disorder as well as kind of like putting it in words since it's really hard to kind of describe exactly
1: yeah,
0: how you are feeling at that moment since everybody feels differently. Um, right. You know, this, uh, people with disorder, it's, it's hard to, you know, function because you don't know exactly like, how mild or how extreme or anything along those lines so i feel like it's one him trying to like work out um because i i see writing as like a way to sort of like work out your fears your anxieties your hopes your all sorts of different things along those lines and I feel like this book was kind of like that where he was just trying to um, put himself or like write to help and write for other people to kind of understand exactly what goes on and things. Yeah.
1: Well, and and, again,
0: you know, from my, my perspective and everything.
1: Well, yeah. And I mean, I, I do think it's important to point out that he, even though he has, OCD, he and he may have a type very similar to his um, protagonist's. Mm-hmm. Like that's not how all people like. Ev- like people, yeah. Everybody
0: functions him. differently. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like, like the, specifically the character in this. The reason she drinks um, hand sanitizer, she's obsessed with uh, uh, infection, basically mm-hmm. uh, from from your your gut bacteria. Yeah, um, and so she. Part of the, the compulsion that she has that she does throughout the book is, um, is a she, very ritual. She, she always pulls apart what is it? It's like a callus on her so finger. So it's her, arm. yeah, on
0: her thumb that she usually covers yeah. up with a band aid. And she has this obsession where she thinks that's infected, so she opens up the wound and to clean the wound, but then, yeah, the to drain never, it out. Yeah. yeah, but the wound never ends up, you know, actually healing so it's this particular callus on her uh finger that you know is hasn't gone away
1: right mm-hmm. yeah. um but uh but yeah i mean i i think that he captured my understanding of how some of the more extreme cases of ocd can go um like you know especially with with her i mean may, maybe it's overly dramatic for her to be Drinking like a gallon of hand sanitizer, but like I mean, it's not a gallon. People, it's, you know, people. It's, yeah, it's not. It's not a gallon. It, but but she's you know she's in the hospital for several weeks. Um, yeah, she's in
0: the hospital because of the car of accident. The car accident. Exactly. And then you know um, she ends up because she seeks help, like she seeks like a professional help, but yeah. um like later in the book and everything along those lines but she's not able to sort of um she basically re laps when she's in the
1: like the in stressful hospital. situations and yeah um, that too because like if you notice throughout the book she starts like whenever there's there's um like awkward situations that that her friend puts them in kind of Uh, (laughs) um like she'll she'll talk about like picking it open again so it's like a a response to the anxiety i guess um which is an an interesting characteristic for the the protagonist to to have a pretty pretty not debilitating a um because i don't want to use incorrect language um a, a very difficult time coping with her um, uh, behavioral disorder mental disorder.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, you don't really read a whole lot of books where, where the main character has quite a severe um, uh, disorder that she's dealing with.
0: Yeah. And, um, you know... I- I do think the language in this book is, is well written. Mm-hmm. I think that the language really, you know, and again, like, I'm don't really have a, a perspective because, you know, I, I don't have any, well, I mean, I don't think I have any mental disorders <laughs> personally. <laughs> Somebody from the outside might be like, mm. <laughs> maybe maybe you do but um i it just it's it is it does feel like a, a glimpse not like any sort of full-fledged full-painted picture but a glimpse into this this um i guess this lifestyle that i do not know so it was interesting and it, it really does kind of like make you under not understand but like opened your eyes a little bit about like how much people are going through with that and like still being able to like put not put on a show but like put on you go through the daily routine and stuff like that yeah if you kind of get what i'm i'm saying
1: no no yeah i i, I get
0: yeah because like i'm picking up with, what you're mental, with you know with these mental disorders it's not like visible like you can't be like oh you know i have a physical disorder like i i don't have a thumb and you can point at it and be like see i don't have a thumb everything's you know internalized so you don't really like you don't know how that person's feeling you don't know how that Right. well and feeling. i
1: mean there are there are reasonable accommodations that that you can get for certain
0: of course of course but like you know and in this book too it it, it, like people with that um you know with that condition and everything um it it fluctuates like everything always fluctuates so there's like moments where it can be not that extreme where you feel like you can have a handle on it and then the next day it could be something that just is debilitating and you don't even get out of bed for a day Yeah, exactly. It's, you know, it's, it's, um, this book was just eye-opening for me and it really, it really kind of hit me in a, both a personal place as well as like sort of a a mental kind of just like after I finished reading this book, I kind of had to take some self-reflection and everything along those lines and just, you know, really I, I thought this book really spoke and I yeah, think that yeah. it's, it's both green coming at it as a a really good author because I've, I, like I said, I, after I read this book, I read a couple of his other books and I both enjoyed them. Paper Towns is probably not the greatest, but uh, Faults in Our Stars is really good. And okay. I think that he's a, a good, um, author and i think kind of having a little bit of of this experience he was able to translate a little bit into the book not you know again it's different for everybody so your experience may be different but i do think that it's like with the overall themes you can take away something
1: yeah well and and one of the things that i liked which it first like for the first maybe i don't know 50 or so pages i was just like like before i really got into the book i guess is what i'm trying to say mm-hmm. um the the narrative does kind of wind in a way that it's it's unexpected at certain but like i i was getting frustrated when i started the book because i was just like Wait, what? Why? Why are you talking about this now? Like, who is this person? <laughs> um, everything makes sense in the end. Like, it's it's yeah. the, the way that he layers the genres and and winds that narrative around. Um, after I I finished the act, the the entire novel, everything kind of clicked into place and made sense.
0: Yeah, um, I mean, and it does. I think at the very beginning, it gets a little meta because she ends up talking about like being your own sort of protagonist in your story. Like everybody wants to be the protagonist, but you know, you're, I think there's a, 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 like a good line where she's like, you think that you're the painter, but you're actually the canvas. Like everybody wants to be the painter in their story or, you know, wants to be the person creating, but you're actually, you know, the canvas to be created on.
1: Yeah. Well, and, and, um, I guess part of it was part of my frustration with when I first started it was that it, um, I was, I was treating her like a, just a standard protagonist. And I was just like, what, like these situations have like no, like what's going on (laughs) is, um, you know, the, the whole reason it's called turtles all the way down is there's, it's a a reference to a a philosophical argument of, Mm -hmm. you know, the world resting on the back of an elephant resting on the back of a turtle resting on the back yeah. of a bigger turtle etc etc et until the, the yeah. turtles get bigger and bigger and bigger. it's turtles well, all the way down. that and um, the spiral
0: like the she talks about the spiral how it's like never ending how it just keeps on going further and further and further down it's kind of spiraling right. you know your um because i kind of got more of the spiral sense where it's you can just keep on like feeding yourself like you know keep on spiraling down into like your obsessions and stuff like that where like the spiral is like never ending you can just keep on diving further and further down until you get lost in the madness
1: right right well the the thing that that made all of the that that made it click for me that like you were saying she she's the story, because it's in her head, is she's the protagonist. Like, she's traditionally would be referred to as the protagonist. But I think the larger point is like, she's a person and there are these other things going on around her. She's not the only person in the world that has all the attention going on, if that makes sense. Um, like, it's, you know, a drop in the ocean to be, um, you know,
2: mm-hmm.
1: the. The um the way the narrative seems so disordered is because she's not like the narrative is not following her. She's just a a part of a larger thing going on. Yeah. So yeah, I I, I did like it. Um mm-hmm.
0: What grade do you um, think? Uh...
1: Oh, are, are we going to grades now?
0: Oh, I mean, unless. It usually when you're yeah, like I, I, I liked it and i was like oh okay so <laughs> oh, well, no, i was just
1: reiterating that, that i i liked the the way it was written and kind of wanted to i guess get your feedback on on if you were as like wait what now who are we talking to and why <laughs> uh as as i was getting reading it because I, uh, I haven't read his other books so i don't know if that's a thing that he does or if that was just particular to this one no i was
0: able to like follow along and sort of like figure i guess stuff out yeah yeah like um i don't think i got really lost in any of the uh you know, thought process. I, I do think that sometimes her thoughts were a little jumbled, but like, and, and it gets it more to the end. So there's this one part, uh, this one chapter when she's actually in the, the hospital where I could sort of see where you could get confused because it was more of like an out of body sort of experience and everything wow. like that, where she ends up sort of like, talking personally to the reader and you're just kind of like what exactly is that about so i could sort of understand that part of it um kind of being confusing because i did have to reread that chapter but that was more of just sort of like showing her descent into that spiral into that kind of uh
2: madness. oh
1: yeah no, i i got that i um I mean, it wasn't that I was confused. It was, it's more, it, it, um, it's written, I think, kind of unconventionally. And so I felt like I was being led around without actually, like, knowing enough to, to move through the rest of the story, if that makes sense, Hmm. Uh, in in places. Um,
0: I did not get that feeling
1: okay well
0: (laughs) i i felt like i was able to sort of like fully under but then again like i came at this book knowing that it wasn't going to be a mystery that might have like thrown you a little bit
1: well yeah because i mean like i said the 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 back cover text of of my version is like it makes it seem like it's it is a mystery and so like by the time I got about halfway through, I was just like, it was starting to click and go, okay, this, that, that's bullshit. This is, <laughs> that's not yes. what this is about.
0: <laughs> I think it was just more of a may- means to like, again, reignite her and I think David is the, um,
2: yeah, Davis, uh, Davis,
0: Davis. Yeah, yeah. Is the uh, older brother. And just again, when like he did end up giving her like a uh, hundred thousand. Dollar reward for
1: yeah to stop looking like it was yeah. basically a bribe. <laughs> yeah,
0: um, and it was interesting just sort of to see like how they managed that particular money and like what they were going to do with it because she ended up splaying it with Day or Daisy and everything along yeah. those lines. And um, it was
1: less well off, and so of course Daisy like
0: yeah, which is interesting because she doesn't. Like, she didn't get that kind of, like, well, she doesn't understand that, like, things that she takes for granted uh, that Daisy doesn't have. Like, she lives in a, uh, Daisy lives in an apartment, and, you know, um, as, or what What did we agree with? Asa? Aza? Yeah, Aza, she lives with her mom in the house, so... It's all of these things that like she sort of takes for granted that she didn't realize like how much money would actually like support Daisy and everything along those lines. Well, like, so I thought the, that was kind of interesting.
1: Well one of the wild things that that they did that was was the conversation that, or not the conversation because I, I can't remember if it's a conversation or just an internal thought but um, like so Daisy writes, Uh, star wars fan fiction yeah Um, she doesn't have a computer and so she does it all on her smartphone yeah which i was like wait like like they reference some absurdly long fan fiction she's been working on like that's longer than like a few paragraphs it's like chapters and chapters and chapters right
2: Mm -hmm. and
1: and when when they mentioned that in the story i was like wait can, can you write things that do that and and so like i downloaded um apparently fanfiction.net has their own app and like sure enough yeah if you wanted to write it in your phone you could totally yeah. write fanfiction
2: and, you your know, phone. it would just
1: be a huge pain in the ass yeah <laughs> but,
0: but yeah, yeah so I, I thought it was it kind interesting of was like that. an, an interspect or like a perspective of that of like you know we're again it goes kind of back to the theme of like we sometimes just don't understand what people are going through. Like we don't, you know, fully understand like how to put ourselves in somebody else's shoes, be it, you know, a mental uh, condition or be it like poverty or, you know, uh, it's, it's, it just, again, is kind of like, I think is a really good story and kind of, asks these questions of the reader and yeah, yeah. i again i i enjoyed
1: it <laughs> you yeah, know i i did as well um yeah yeah and i, I don't want to give the impression that i did not like it um
2: no no, me, I no i don't think
0: like, there's an impression that you don't like it
1: um but yeah did um so did you want to go ahead and reveal our grades our super secret grades Sure.
0: Yeah. Do you, do you want me to go first or you want to go
1: first? Uh so I can go first. Um okay. so I give it um a solid B. Okay. Excellent. It was enjoyable. It was uh quick to read. Mm-hmm. Um it's well put together. Um I might revisit it in a couple of years, but yeah, like I it's I don't think it's one that I will come back to soon while I have other books on my bookshelf that are like screaming at me read me
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: um, how about you I give it an A- I, A I minus? really enjoyed it yeah, it's, it's probably something that I would go back to and read um, not like anytime soonish but you know in the near future i could see myself going back and reading this like three or four years down the road
1: okay yeah so so yeah same here um like i i could see myself rereading it but not not again while i still have books on my shelf that are yeah gathering dust at this point gathering dust um so um yeah um that you'll you'll be happy to know that i'm looking at the wikipedia page right now and Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a um, film in the works. Uh, ah. I don't know when it will come out? A uh, an actress named Hannah Marks. Um, who I'm looking at her Wikipedia page. Oh God, she's 27. Jesus, I feel old. Um, <laughs> so, so the, the director is a an actress named Hannah Marks. Who she she was named the the director in uh, January of 2019. Oh, so cool! I don't know what developments are happening from that would be really
0: interesting. Yeah, to sort of see it. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how it, I guess, translates in film. Just because, yeah. again, a lot of these concepts are kind of interesting in like written form because they can be a little bit more um, obscure or not as um, direct. So it'll be yeah. interesting, kind of to see like how they translate it, and the book's I, not fairly long, so I don't think like
1: the this run is time definitely adaptable. Yeah, especially yeah. if they cut out the the like, like there are sections they could they I could see them cutting just for time if they were making a movie, um, mm-hmm. because like if especially if they're not going to focus on like any of the mystery aspects of it, like that can just be a, a C plot basically of, of like, yeah, this kid's dad is missing. So anyway,
2: yeah. uh, okay. you know, exactly.
1: um, but yeah, I'm looking and the uh, same team that produced fault in our stars and paper towns mm. is doing it. And then the oh, screenwriters
0: this movie, so.
1: well, the screenwriters are the people that were the showrunners for a movie called this is us
2: hmm
1: or not a movie uh, yeah uh, an nbc series called this is us which i don't know what that is because i don't know nbc
0: yeah um (laughs) same
1: uh, and they also wrote something called love simon i've never heard of that uh yeah so yeah i'm i'm uh, curious to see how an adaptation would work since this is so internal.
0: Yeah, since there's a lot of um, um I guess abstract concepts and yeah. a lot of internal dialogue. So, but again, like I haven't seen any of his other books. Uh, like, I haven't seen the movies that are based on any of his other books. So maybe. Yeah. Maybe they do them justice. Maybe they're a pile of crap. We'll we'll have to see.
1: <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Maybe somewhere in
0: between. <laughs> yeah, <As> you know, <laughs> it could be somewhere in between.
1: Well, so um, yeah, so yeah, thank we're you still for, friends, for right, us. right, Zach. Yes. Oh yeah, absolutely.
0: We're not going to disappear Even...
1: because we're in different places, like they do at the end of this book. <laughs> exactly, because like it, that's it, the it, takeaway you got, right? Like they're they're totally not going to have any more interactions with each other once she goes well, to college. Yeah,
0: and that's sort of the thing is like sometimes people grow apart. Like, yeah, it ends up where again, spoilers. Like she's probably never going to see Davis again. Like, you know, oh, yeah, no, because he's
1: moving across the country, yeah, yeah, yeah. but like, you know, because sometimes his, his father, in another weird twist, his father left his his billion dollar inheritance to his uh pet tuatera, which is apparently a New Zealand version of a it looks like an iguana,
0: yeah. I had to look that up too because <laughs> which... I, I could not picture what that was in my head, so I was like,
1: yeah, huh? I was like, what kind of monster manual entry is a two a terror yeah. like i had never heard of it
2: like exactly <laughs> i'm just like well i don't know that is. um
1: <clears throat> but yeah so our our next book is uh one of my choice it's super short i don't know if you've read it yet or before or anything um but it is the 1954 novel i am legend by richard matheson yeah yeah
0: um, i um i have and i've actually read the comic too
1: oh there's a well yeah it makes sense that there would be a comic um Mm
0: -hmm.
1: yeah there's like an
0: old school like comic yeah
1: yeah because like i said this is from 1954 it's super short like Mm -hmm. most of the time when you see it like i've never seen it by itself it's usually bundled with a bunch of his other short stories so yeah when you're reading it we're just covering i am legend (laughs) we're not covering like
2: the dead dance 2
1: or anything else yeah Um, yeah but uh, but yeah, I'm I'm excited to talk with you about that.
0: Uh, yeah, we'll probably a month or so. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. Are we going to talk about the movie too?
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Have you well, seen and, the movie? and there's been yeah, yeah I have. Um, okay. they, there's several adaptations. Uh, we'll just be talking about the um Will Smith. Movie. Will Smith. Yeah. 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 Because there's there's. I think two or three other adaptations of it but is there... yeah we'll we'll get into that on the other
0: <laughs> yeah on on the other <laughs>
1: on, on that one so um yeah stay with us uh, our next episode uh, which will be out in two weeks is let me pull up my release notes again uh, oh favorite podcasts part one where we're gonna share. Yeah. Share some some of our uh, favorite things that we listen to and that we jam in our ear holes. Yeah,
0: um, yeah, and <laughs> I'm looking forward to that one too. Yeah,
1: yeah, um, yeah. Me as well. Uh, I, I think I have some good stuff to show you. I think we're going to have some overlap,
0: actually. Probably. I could. Yeah. I can see that.
1: <laughs> uh, but I didn't want it to go on too long, so so we'll just be doing a part one, and we'll do a part two sometime later in the year. I think
0: oh it's not we'll going to be see. one after the other
1: uh no I mean it can be if you'd like
0: I mean I, that's what I was kind of thinking well, well we'll talk about that later
1: okay yeah <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah we'll see you in uh, two weeks uh, we we'll love that. you very much and
0: stay goodbye. safe and see you later bye, bye.
2: bye.